Welcome to another episode of You Do What? The podcast where I interview my comedian friends about their traditions and rituals. My name is Cindy Ravina. This week on the show, I have comedian Adam Todd Brown. Adam can be found on both Twitter and Instagram at Adam Todd Brown. That's Todd with only one D. And also check out all of his other work with all these great podcasts on the Unpopular Opinion Podcast Network. Go to unpops.com. Check all that out. Uh, This week, Adam and I talk about cigars. Tons of ritual behind that. Hope you enjoy. Awesome. So I'm here with my first returning guest, Adam Todd Brown. I'm really your first returning guest? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm excited. That is an honor. Yeah. (laughs) I like it. And we're going to talk about cigars. Cigars. Yeah, very different from our first conversation about uh, Olympic figure skating. Yeah, but Although if someone ever combined those two things, oh man. it's something I would for sure watch. That, the, the Russians would dominate that too. They probably would, yeah. yeah. Did you, um, just real quick, uh, how did you feel about this year's figure skating? I mean, uh, Marai Nagasu, is that her name? She, she hit a, I believe it was a triple axel in uh-huh. competition. Yeah. I think she was the first woman to ever land that in competition, but then she got all cocky about it and was Mm. like, I carried the team to gold, and I was just here because I wanted to be on Dancing with the Stars. What? Fuck you. I didn't know she said that. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of weird. The the Americans had a kind of a rough go of things in figure skating. The Shibatani twins, Mm -hmm. uh, they did great, but that always, man, pairs, figure skaters that are brother and sister just always weirds me out. It's really weird. It's too weird. I don't like anyone in my family enough <laughs> to pairs figure skate with those people. Takes a lot of trust. Yeah. And a lot of spending time with siblings. Yeah, and just a lot of touching. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, there was um there was this brother and sister duo from Australia. They were um, roller skating people on America's Got Talent and it was very sexual and it was very unsettling. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. When they got eliminated, I was so happy. I was like, thank God, because that it was just creepy. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, let, let's um let me let's get right into it. So cigars. When did you start smoking cigars? I had a friend, he's still my friend. I won't say his name because he was in and out of prison all the time. Okay. So of course he had a fascination with the high life. Uh-huh, like he uh-huh. one time when he was in jail, he had me bring him a copy of the Rob Report. Have you ever read the Rob Report? No. It is basically a magazine for billionaires. It's like the magazine you subscribe to if you might purchase a yacht on a whim someday. Oh, God. Just from what you see in a magazine. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I want to be on the ocean in. Let's get it. Like a High Roller Sky Mall magazine? Yeah, pretty okay. much. And he would have me buy him that when he was in jail and shit. It was uh-huh. very weird. Like, he was fascinated with this shit. And he got me into, like, smoking good cigars. Yeah. Because there's different kinds of cigars. But he was the one who first got me into it. And that was probably that was my early 20s and then I f- kind of fell out of it for a few years mm-hmm. and then just recently my girlfriend I told her I used to smoke really good cigars. Yeah. So she bought me some for my Aww, birthday. What a sweetheart. I know, it was so great. But now I'm kind of like thrust back into the whole world of taking care of cigars. Yeah. It's like having pets. Yeah. It's a whole process. Y- yeah, cuz I y- 
because you made out some notes, which I really appreciate. So there's three types of cigars? There's, yeah, well, there's basically two. There's hand-rolled and machine-rolled. Okay. And machine-rolled cigars are like Swisher Sweets, mm-hmm. you know, stuff that's only good if you cut it open and empty it out and put weed inside it. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, Those are the kinds of cigars I've smoked. I haven't really smoked like the big fatty, like yeah. Tony Sopranos and, cigars. And though, like if you grew up with a relative who smoked Swisher Sweets, you will never fuck with cigars your entire life yeah. because they're just awful. They taste yeah. awful. They smell like hobos. They're <laughs> fucking terrible. But then hand-rolled cigars are the, the good cigars. Uh-huh. And with those, there's... Two different types. It's either handmade or totally handmade, which on the box is either going to say H-O-M-H-O-M-A-N-O. Don't worry, I'll translate. Yeah. Means handmade. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, totalmente a mano, which uh-huh. means completely handmade. And the difference is, or totally handmade, whatever, uh, the, the cigar in a totally handmade cigar the person has bundled the tobacco together by hand and rolled it by hand. Yeah. And in just a handmade cigar, there was a machine that bundled the tobacco. Then they hand it off to a person to hand roll it oh, to finish okay. it off. And you'll usually see one of those two phrases on a box of cigars, if yeah. they're good cigars. I don't know what they say on the other ones. So I take it that Cuban cigars, since those words you said were in Spanish, are either handmade or totally handmade. Yeah, typically. Yeah. I mean, all of the companies do make machine-produced cigars, mm-hmm. but the ones they really advertise and you know pride themselves on are the handmade ones. Yeah, and it's a it's a whole. If you ever see someone make a handmade cigar, it's really fascinating. It's painstaking work. The people who make them, uh, they're called torcedores or mm. torcedoras, uh, either one, yeah. male or female, uh, but they're predominantly women. Um, oh really? Yeah, that's dope. And I don't know what I don't know what that's about. It, that's kind of evolved to where it's mostly women now, mm-hmm. and they're like artists. They yeah. will they'll go on tour and just like go places and roll people cigars and motherfuckers cheer, and they're revered in the countries they work in. They have this uh, custom where there's someone who's assigned to read to them while they're making cigars. And uh, they read the daily news, and then the group of people making the cigars kind of votes on like a novel or something else yeah. that after they've gotten through the news, that person reads that, which is like, just turn on a radio or something. Yeah. But it's still like there's so much tradition and customs to cigars, and I think that's probably part of it. And yeah. maybe they just don't have fucking radios where they're making these cigars. Because yeah. it's <laughs> like the, you have to grow tobacco under really specific mm-hmm. conditions in really specific, you know, areas. So, you know, could be that too. Yeah. I also wonder if it, w- are women are the ones that are predominantly in that field because they have smaller hands and also probably yeah. a softer touch, whereas men are a little bit more yeah. aggressive with it. Yeah. I was saying it would probably something like that. Yeah. Like it, it would have to be. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's kind of my... My idea. So when you, if you like don't look at the packaging, can you tell just by tasting it if it's been hand rolled or just by even by looking at it if it's been hand rolled or not? Yeah, you can look at it and tell. A a machine rolled cigar will look like a Swisher Sweet where it's just Mm -hmm. kind of all like uniformly the same color. Yeah. Whereas if if you open that black thing, Mm -hmm. there is, there are uh, cigars in that. 
Okay. And you can open it if you want. Okay. There, cool. um, that's a humidor. And oh. you have to store cigars at a specific temperature and humidity. And with a hand-rolled cigar, when you look at it, it looks like a leaf. Like you can see veins and shit on it where oh, yeah. it, it looks like, an, like someone just took a leaf and rolled a cigar with it because that's exactly what they did. And so, yeah, it's really easy to tell the two apart. This is super cool. I've never seen anything like this. What is, it's like a, this is like a gel-filled vial? Yeah, it controls the humidity inside that container. Okay. Because with cigars, they're, they're like wine. You can mm-hmm. store them and age them forever as long as you store them under the right conditions. Oh, that's awesome. And if you go to a cigar store, their cigars are always stored in this walk-in closet type of mm-hmm. thing. And that's a walk-in humidor where in that room, the humidity is always... Uh, it should be 70% humidity and the temperature should be 70 degrees. Mm-hmm. But for humidity, anywhere between like 65 to 74 is where you want to keep them. And they have the big walk-in types, but then they also have like that, which is just a leather canister mm-hmm. with, it's lined with cedar. And cedar is wood that absorbs moisture. Like yeah. the same reason it's in fucking guinea pig cages yeah. and whatnot. And, but what you have to do you basically have to season, they call it seasoning a humidor. When you first get it, you have to take a cup of distilled water and keep it inside there for one to three days so that wood absorbs all that moisture. Otherwise, when you put your cigars in, the wood will absorb the moisture from the cigars Mm -hmm. and dry them out because cedar wood wants to absorb moisture. And if you don't get them to the right humidity and temperature within a few days they're fucking done yeah i actually after i got these a few times when i would go shower i would take that thing in there with me and just take the lid off so the humidity from that could kind of permeate the sides and keep everything oh i like that technique and then you just kind of trap it by putting the lid back on and it it's crazy like but because you don't want to ruin them they're expensive cigars i mean those those in there were Maybe $30 each. Yeah. Which, that's a lot for one cigar. For sure. And, you know, if without enough humidity, they'll get dry. And with too much humidity, Cindy, tobacco beetles will hatch. What? There are these tiny micro... They're exactly what they sound like. They're little microscopic beetles that just tend to be in tobacco. Like, their Uh eggs are just there. Like, if you've smoked a cigarette, you've probably killed a tobacco beetle uh-huh. baby. <laughs> and at the right temperature and humidity, they, those eggs will hatch. Oh, nasty. And then your cigars just have all these weird holes in them. It's a whole fucking thing. Yeah. It is a huge process. Oh, my God. And so so you're, I mean, there's a chance you're smoking these unhatched eggs most of the time. Oh, sure. And it's not a big deal because yeah. just, they're just there. It's, just, it's like, it's it's like how... It's like how if you look into the FDA and like, there's like a certain amount of bug parts that can be an applesauce where right. they're still like, nah, it's not going to kill anybody. Yeah. I think it's the same thing with cigars. Yeah. Just as long as they're not like crawling and eating your cigar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like on the, like a cartoon one on the label and no. Yeah. So when it gets too dry, what does a dry cigar taste like? Um, they taste kind of ashy yeah. and stale. 
because cigars, they are like wine in that there's really specific flavors and tastes mm-hmm. you look for. Some weird ones. Leather is one yeah. that comes up a lot. Uh, people will say it tastes like leather. Chocolate, cherries, coffee, oak. Yeah. Which I've never eaten oak, but it's that thing where sometimes things taste the way something else smells. Exactly. And that's what cigars are. Like Mm -hmm. if you like the smell of leather, you would probably like a really good cigar also. Yeah. But there's just such a stigma to them. There is because you think of like a mob boss or just kind of like a scuzzy guy smoking a cigar. Someone running like a a like a bookie. Yeah. Like a bookie who would break your knees <laughs> if the Eagles don't cover the point spread. Yeah, he's just been puffing on that just for like chomping four on hours. the end of it. Yeah. And yeah, that's I mean with machine rolled cigars you can do that. But yeah. hand rolled cigars are such a everything to them is such a process. Yeah. Even smoking them there's a specific way you have to light them, mm-hmm. uh, a specific type of flame you have to use. You can't use a Bic light. You have to use a not, either a non-butane lighter. I prefer wood matches. Okay. And then you have to just barely get the tip of the cigar near the way top of the flame, like uh-huh. to the point where you can't even see the flame, and just sort of twist it and light the edges slowly. Because if you just light it like a cigarette... It heats the tobacco up and oh. damages the flavor. Yeah, I've seen people do that. I love, I love the sound that people make when they're lighting a cigar like that. Yeah, it's, yeah. I don't know something like really comforting about here because you that. have to like just kind of inhale on it a yeah. little bit, but not so much that you send that heat all the way through. Right, because you're not you're not supposed to eat like a take a big drag of it you just kind of hold no. it in your mouth right you're not even you actually if you want the best experience you don't even blow the smoke out okay you, you bring it into your mouth and just kind of let it linger there and then roll back out oh. because even just blowing the smoke out the way you do a cigarette changes the flavor of the tobacco yeah and it's if you do it right, it's a really pleasurable experience. Yeah, it just takes a long fucking time. I bet. Like it, uh, even a small cigar takes about forty five minutes. Oh, to really? Smoke. And you're just kind of like, kind of dealing with like the grossness at first. Yeah. Well, no. It's. I mean, as long as you light it correctly and have man- maintained it properly, it'll it'll be good from the beginning. It's just they burn so slow. Yes. And they're so big, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, those cigars Winston Churchill used to smoke, uh-huh. those like comically <laughs> large cigars, those are called Churchills because that was his preferred uh, size of cigar. Those fucking things take about 90 minutes to burn all the way to the end. Uh-huh. And if you set it down for too long, it's just going to go out. Like you have to, you really have to pay attention to a cigar from the minute you buy it until the minute you're done yeah. smoking it. It's something you have to really enjoy and be focused on, it sounds yeah. like. It's like gardening. Yeah. But you're trying to control the weather instead of get the soil right. Yeah, you can't just like be ca- playing Candy Crush on your phone and smoking a cigar. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's great. I love it. Yeah. Do you, um, do you like to drink anything or eat anything with your cigars? I've, I mean, there's, if you go to a cigar bar, which is, which can be a fun experience. Then I'll probably get like a whiskey or something Mm -hmm. to drink with it. There's definitely cigars that again, just like wine pair better with different flavors, but I've never gotten that deep into it. Okay. Like I've, I don't 
like some of the alcohol they want you to pair cigars with, it's like, I don't want to drink that without a cigar. Yeah. And certainly not with one. Yeah. Like it's a lot of cognac and things like, it's like, man, I'm not rich. Yeah. I just pretend to be when I smoke cigars. (laughs) But yeah, I don't, I, I, there are cigars that, that you can pair stuff with, but it's just not a part that I've ever really gotten into. Yeah. It's like one indulgence at a time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. Um, how long do you think it took you to like get quote unquote good at smoking cigars? Um, it, it was a process yeah. probably, especially the taking care of them and getting the, cause I'm an impatient person uh-huh. and I don't want to put a glass of water in something and wait three days to see if it worked. Like yeah. I want to check an hour later and be like, we're good. Let's get them in there. Uh-huh. So that part took me probably a year when I first started oh, yeah. smoking them. As far as the, because I had someone who was familiar with cigars who got me into it, the stuff about how to light it and what to use to light it, like I picked that up right away. Yeah. Do you think like learning how to properly smoke a cigar taught you to be patient in a way? Um, it, it, I think cigars in general, like the, there's some degree of patience that you need, like even it even it requires patience from the people around you because they're not it's not like a cigarette where if i light a cigarette that's going to bother someone for 7 minutes you're fucking wrecking the room for a while when you light a cigar yeah and that's why there's like specific places you have to go to do like kind of have to go like cigar bars and things but cigars just in general are a patience kind of endeavor yeah um, especially with how long they can last. Mm-hmm. Like there's, you can buy cigars still from before the Cuban embargo. Yeah. There's a big market for those and they're like $150 each, but Jeez. I, I'll try one someday. Yeah. Well, that's the interesting thing. Cause like the embargo has been lifted now. How, how have you seen like the way that people react to, or the purchasing habits of Cuban cigars has changed? Well, I mean, they're they're just generally easier to get now. Yeah. Obviously, the thing with Cuban cigars is, you know, Canada's right there and Mexico's right there, so it's not like they were impossible to get. Like, yeah. And you know, border agents have bigger fish to fry than you bringing a box of fucking Cohibas back to the United States. Yeah. So people would were able to get Cuban cigars. It's just so much easier now. But the thing is, in the years since that embargo happened, there's kind of been a a line of thinking that Cuba doesn't actually make the best cigars anymore. Oh, okay. Because when when that embargo happened, before the before the embargo, cigar smokers were very brand loyal and mm-hmm. it was all Cuban cigars. So breaking into the market was really hard. When that embargo happened, people started scrambling to find better tobacco that was available in the United States. And it opened up the market a little bit for other brands. But what happened in Cuba, the government expropriated tobacco fields and tobacco operations from these companies after the Cuban revolution. And what a lot of these companies did is just went to places like Nicaragua and Honduras and the Dominican Republic and set up shop there. And in those years since, like the Dominican Republic, I think makes the best cigars. Oh, really? Right now. Okay. Yeah. So, like when I first got into smoking cigars, if the embargo had been lifted then, I would have been super duper excited. Yeah. But 
having it happen when it did and having experience with smoking cigars now, it's like they're good. Their Cuban cigars are good, uh-huh. but so are cigars from the Dominican Republic. There's a lot of really great companies in Honduras that make really great cigars. You know, people adapted and, you know, changed the way they produce cigars mm-hmm. in response to the Cuba embargo. And it just kind of made it a more wide open field for everyone to get into. My favorite manufacturer is Fuente. That's the cigars that were in there. Okay. And they started as an American company in Tampa, Florida. Their factory burned down in 1924. They were out of business until the 40s. They start up again, and then the Cuban embargo happens, and they move their operations to Nicaragua, and their factory burns down again. (laughs) And then they ended up in the Dominican Republic. And that's one of the companies that has really kind of taken the shine away from Cuba a little bit in terms of cigars, because they, they make some really tremendous cigars that a lot of times are hard to find. Yeah. When, when I first started smoking cigars, the one I most wanted to try was called a Fuente Opus X, which is what those are. Mm-hmm. And they were only available west of the Mississippi. And I lived in the Midwest at the time. Yeah. So it's it was like my own little mini embargo. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck? You only like the West Coast. That's fine. But I finally was able to smoke one, and it's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I, I think... You know, the, the embargo has definitely made it easier, but I, I don't think there's that excitement over Cuban cigars like there used to be. Yeah. At least not among people who actually Yeah, I think it was more cigars. just like the, the taboo-ishness of, of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, like, like I'm the, doing something bad. The novelty of it. Same thing as smoking one when the embargo was in place. Yeah. Like, it's... Uh, I did that at one point, and I was really excited, and then I smoked it, and I was like, okay. Like, it was good. Yeah. But I've I've had better. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you like more about like the Dominican and the Honduran ones? Uh, well, just the, the access to them at first. Yes. Um, but just the, they're all good mm-hmm. is the thing. And it's, it's not that Cuban cigars are bad or one is necessarily more preferential. It's just that there's not the, the added expense in getting a Cuban cigar as opposed to a cigar from the Dominican Republic to me just isn't worth it. It's still a good cigar, but it's, there's a lot of hype and celebration behind it that was probably warranted in the 60s when Cuba was really banging it out. Yeah. But over the years, it just kind of waned to where it's almost like a cliche thing. Yeah. Where where it's like, oh, yeah, of course you want a Cuban cigar because you don't know shit about cigars. But there's just better stuff out. That said, I would like to smoke a pre-embargo Cuban cigar. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It probably say, tastes so good by now. <laughs> I just haven't had the... That's a lot of money to lay out for one cigar. Yeah. And there's so many counterfeits. That was a thing. Oh, I bet. That was a thing that happened. And another really confusing thing that happened is when a lot of those big manufacturers split off after Cuba took back this property, they set up shop in these other countries. But then Cuba kept running those companies under the same name with the same label so for years, there would be like uh, Cohiba is a really famous cigar brand. Uh, there would be a, there's a Dominican version and a Cuban version, and they look almost identical. No way. And what people would do is buy the Dominican version uh-huh. and put 
Cuban labels on them and sell them as Cubans. And that's the thing. There's so little of a difference between Cuban cigars and Dominican cigars and even Honduras. Like even Jamaica makes, there's a company called Macanudo that makes really good cigars in Jamaica. There's so little of a difference that it's just more an opportunity to get swindled without knowing it. Mm -hmm. Because you're not going to know the difference when you smoke a Cuban cigar compared, unless you're like some top chef type motherfucker for cigars. Like beyond that, you'll have no idea. So do you know if these cigar companies have like some sort of like watermark or like definitive like marker on the cigars that you can look at it and be like, okay, this is a fake kind of like with like a Louis Vuitton bag or something. There are actually websites where you can take the label from your cigar and input the numbers and it'll tell you if your cigar is real because that's shit like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's dope. And, and because that's part of it, like you can, you can look for the, it'll say made in Cuba. Yeah. But you could just print that on a label and put it on any cigar. And that's, that's a lot of what happened. Like there was, there's so much, it's probably lesser now with the embargo lifted, but there was so much counterfeiting of Cuban cigars. I think that's part of the reason, too, that I never really got that excited about them because you just don't know. Like, right. you, you never, at the end of the day, you barely know. Like, there are people that can tell you definitively if a cigar is a Cuban cigar. I am not one of those people. <laughs> and it's probably a lot easier now with the internet, too. I, yeah. I wonder how people did that before the internet was a huge thing. You just kind of have to either trust or mail in a rapper or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of a wild west atmosphere i imagine because the the counterfeiting would be so easy especially if you're dealing with people who aren't that familiar with it or people who think they're so familiar with it that they just can't be tricked right and yeah there was a huge market for counterfeit cuban cigars so i think that turned me off yeah a little bit too yeah that 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 makes a lot of sense because there's i feel like there's a lot of things like that just out there besides cigars yeah, well, it happens with wine, too. Yeah, there's there's a really great documentary called Sour Grapes that mm-hmm. I think is on Netflix still. And that was a guy who was just like kind of creating fake wine labels and putting them on cheaper bottles. But with wine, you're mostly going to look at that label to know if that's what you're working with. Yeah. And he made a fucking killing doing that. And he was <laughs> selling this shit to people who knew wine. Oh, my God. And... Yeah, I just, trust is a part of it for me with Cuban cigars. I just don't uh, try, or at least then when they were harder to get, I just didn't trust that that was actually what I was going to get. Yeah, I'm not, don't throw your money away. Right. Exactly. And, you know, especially when there's other countries doing, you know, work that's just as good. Yeah. Um, These cigars I got for my birthday are kind of a weird story. They're called uh, the Lost City uh-huh. series, which is a movie nobody saw, <laughs> directed by Andy Garcia. What? Uh, who? He loves cigars, right? He does. Yeah. He loves cigars. Uh, just want to drop this factoid for anyone listening who doesn't already know it. He was born with an underdeveloped Siamese twin on his shoulder, what? which was eventually cut off. Oh, like weird. two years ago. No, I no. think they did it. <laughs> finally had the it. The twin was his talent. Once that money rolled in, he finally got that twin removed. <laughs> but he was directing this movie called The Lost City, and he wanted to film part of some of the scenes at the Fuente tobacco fields. 
but he was filming during their off season. Mm -hmm. So what they did is they planted 15 acres of tobacco specifically for him to use as a backdrop. And then they cultivated that tobacco and made a limited run of cigars out of it. So this, these cigars, the tobacco was planted in 2004 and made into cigars in 2009, released to the public in 2010, and then I got them like two weeks ago. So they've just been sitting somewhere in perfect conditions for eight fucking years. That's so awesome. I'm so excited. Yeah. Have you smoked any of them yet? Not yet. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> as you would expect, I'm waiting for WrestleMania. Okay. Probably, yeah. Because I actually don't watch wrestling that much, but uh-huh. my friend Chet, who is another host on the network, Chet Wild, he uh, has a backyard. Yeah. And that's kind of necessary for smoking a cigar. So I'm going to go to WrestleMania and smoke an expensive cigar. Oh, that'll be so much as fun. As one does. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be, be the only guy just with a fat cigar in your mouth. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it should be fun. Is it um, is it weird if like two people share one cigar or is that fine? I I don't think it's weird because I feel like I've seen people do that and I don't know. Yeah, like, there. I mean, it's probably. I'm sure there are cigar purists who yeah. would see that and frown on it, but fuck those motherfuckers. There yeah. are those people <laughs> in every area of life like this who are just so like some people don't want you to leave the label on your cigar when you smoke it because they feel like you're showing off yeah. if it's a really good cigar. But also that's a good way to know when to, cause you can't smoke a cigar down to the, the end. Right. You have to like put it out about halfway through and that label acts as a good guide to let you know when to stop smoking. So leave your fucking label on. Don't pay attention yeah. to those people. Cares. Just cover it with your finger. And I imagine seeing two people share a cigar would put some people off. Yeah. Those People have made up rules of their own that <laughs> no one needs to follow. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, I have a really embarrassing story about cigars. This is the only time I ever tried to smoke a cigar. I was very drunk. I was maybe like 21, 22. And I put the lit end of the cigar in my mouth <laughs> on accident because I wasn't paying attention. Immediate pain. And I was like, nope, have this back. And I was just like washing my tongue <laughs> off. And I totally forgot about it. And then the next morning I was like, why is my tongue like raw and tastes bad. And someone's like, oh, you put the lit end of a cigar in your mouth. I was like, why? (laughs) That's so much lit end too. It's not like, that's like five cigarettes bundled together. Yeah. It was awful. Yeah. That's bad times. Yeah. I haven't had really any bad experiences with cigars. I've never seen any tobacco beetles. I hate bugs. I hate bugs so much. So that would really put me off. I did sort of Cut the tip of my finger off with a cigar cutter Ooh, once. That's always a big fear of mine because I've seen it in a movie where someone did that. And I'm just like, nope, yeah, nope. Because <laughs> those, it's, they call it a double guillotine. Yeah. And it's just two razor blades that cut the tip of the cigar off. And I don't know what the fuck I was doing, but <laughs> I was cutting a cigar and got part of my finger in there at Oof. the same time. It was very bad times. Did it like take the, a chunk off? Not enough that it didn't grow back, just enough that it was really painful and annoying for a few days. It just like can't really touch anything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But other than that, cigars have been a pretty pleasurable experience for me. It's just so much work. It is. It's, it's, It's a lot of work just trying to keep them alive. 
Yeah. It's like one of those dino pets or whatever the yeah. fucking things were, Tamagotchis. <laughs> like a basil plant from Trader Joe's yeah. that can't stop killing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. There's I like I love like the ceremony behind it though. Yeah. Because you must feel proud when you do keep it nice and humid and perfect when you're yeah, ready to do it. You know, it, it's a sense of accomplishment yeah. like like with anything else. Because and especially because it was, you know, it was a gift I wasn't expecting. Yeah. It was really thoughtful. Very thoughtful. And I don't want to like get it and go. Yeah, but they also they're dead now. Yeah. Because I didn't <laughs> feel like taking care of them. Uh-huh. Uh so yeah, it's it's fun in kind of a frustrating way. Yeah. Because when you're trying to like this is a weird climate to try and keep cigars, especially in like that I paid like $18 for that humidor. It's really cheap. It's not okay. yeah. like a high quality one. But it looks really nice. I wouldn't have guessed $18. That's like part of the challenge. It's like playing playing a song on a shitty guitar and it's like you have to work with the limitations you have. Like I like that I could have bought like a $200 humidor. I mean, I couldn't have, but in theory, I could yeah. have. <laughs> and, you know, it would have made the whole process easier, but it just wouldn't be the same sense of accomplishment yeah. at the end. It, it's, it, it, it is just genuinely satisfying keeping something that delicate in, a, in the state it's supposed to be in. For sure. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Any, any closing thoughts on cigars? Um, yeah, don't smoke them around people who don't like them. Yeah, that's fair. Like there's there's a magazine called Cigar Aficionado, which uh-huh. is that's a great magazine if you want to read 15 pages about <laughs> Puff Daddy smoking cigars. <laughs> but also they do like all the like that's where you find out if a cigar is good because yeah. they have all the ratings and reviews for all the cigars. But I remember one time they do letters like they let people send in letters and this guy wrote in a letter about how he was smoking a cigar at a Phillies game and how security dragged him out. And he was all the way out shouting about how this is his right to smoke in public because you could smoke in public at the time. Yeah. And this is his right and blah, blah, blah. And their response was just like, dude, you are being a dick right yeah. now. Like, do not do that to people. It's because it's such a like it's such a cloud of smoke for such a long time. And it's such, it's a smell that, man, if you had abusive parents and one of them smoked cigars, you're wrecking someone's baseball game (laughs) by lighting that cigar. (laughs) So yeah, if you decide to get into it, just make sure you have a place you can go do it without bothering people and driving people insane and just learn how to store them. Yeah. They'll be good to you forever. That's I, I like that they last forever. That's yeah, very they, intriguing to me. They're they're you know just one of many things that as they age they just get better. Hell yeah! As long as you take care of them. Awesome. Well, I thanks so it. much. Hey, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. This was fun. <laughs>